Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live. Okay, actually, we're not recorded live. We're in like four different locations. It's brought together by this genius technological advancement. Jerry doesn't understand it, but we'll get him through it. Here he is, Jerry Springer, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we are coming up, or uh, this is, as it's being recorded, uh, this will be the week of uh, Halloween. And uh, uh, Megan, what are you going as? Um, Jerry Springer. <laughs> so I'm going to call somebody and have them get clothes for me, have them drive me to Starbucks and come home. And that's what I'm going to do for the day. Yeah, Jerry idea. Springer. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Jerry? What are you dressing up as? I'm going as Maury Popich. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. I don't know. Love it. Yeah. Hey, by uh, the way, we've got, uh, you got to stick around for this. We had him on last week. A group, uh, style of music you might call homegrown funk. They're from Huntington, West Virginia. <clears throat> they both uh, went to... Uh, Marshall University, which is in that area, and one of them went to some other schools as well. Uh, they're both trained musically, by the way. You can tell it from their music. We had them on last week. We asked them to come back. They agreed. We're going, <laughs> excuse me, going to be playing a song of theirs a little bit later, and uh, Megan's going to chat with them. And Jerry, let me, uh, before we go any farther, uh, ask you, uh, Midterms are coming up. That's a huge election. Uh, usually the party in power loses seats. Uh, but anyway, what's your take on the midterms as we roll up on them? Well, whatever the outcome of the congressional midterms, the strength of the Republican vote, whether it delivers them a majority or not, will be based in significant part on the success of their redistricting. As we know, the Constitution requires a census to be taken every 10 years. Now, based on these figures, the state legislature in most states is then compelled to draw up congressional districts comprised of about 700,000 people per district. I say most states because some states have a nonpartisan commission drawing up the lines, but that's just a few. Since most states have legislatures controlled by Republicans, they inevitably draw lines that benefit Republican candidates. For example, putting minorities and the urban poor who lean Democrat all in one district. So there are very few African-Americans left to influence the vote outcome in all the other districts. That's why the Congress always winds up with more Republicans than the overall popular vote warrants. But that's not the only reason I, along with most prognosticators, see the Republicans having significant success in this year's midterms. And it's not just because historically the opposition party always picks up seats in the first midterm election of a new president. I think in a crazy way, the worse the news about Trump is, the better Republicans will do. I know that seems counterintuitive, but here's why. Many Republicans and those who lean that way, out of good conscience, good sense, good morals, or sheer love of country, just couldn't and would never vote for Trump again, even if they did the first time. That's not to say they voted Democrat in 2020. That's just a bridge too far for them. No, but they just stayed home, 
causing their party to lose the White House by 8 million votes and the Senate as well. And to be honest, by now, after six years of Trump drama, they're probably exhausted having to constantly make excuses for him. Yeah, I know he's a bad character, but and on it goes. Whatever. This time, Trump's not on the ballot. Many Republicans, perhaps feeling badly about sitting out the last election, feel now as if they can come home again to their old party, their old country club, what have you. I know the party isn't what it used to be. It's been hijacked, now a cult, not a party. But I think many voters will convince themselves that here's a way to be a Republican, a conservative, and I don't have to say I voted for Trump or put a Trump sign up in my yard. From my point of view, of course, I'm not happy about this. But I do think, and I hope I'm wrong, that the morning after the election, Republicans will be smiling, and I won't. Yep. Thank you, Jerry. That's Sorry, way, uh, bad news, but yeah. We, no, it's good, good well, you always well just deliver it so positively, Jerry. So it's <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I came away from that just feeling uplifted. And yeah. Nice. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not optimistic. I hope I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah, no, but you're right. When you go back historically, I mean, all you can do is, yeah. is judge by the past and historically tells us this is what we're looking forward to. And the only hope could be, I'm not counting on this either, Jerry, I'm with you. I think it's going to be uh, <clears throat> what it usually is, which is in the midterm, yeah. if we're in power, we lose seats and it switches over. And by the way, that tends to set up in the presidential, it's swinging the other way because we'll have- oh, yeah. If Republicans take over, they will do um, nothing, um, and then that will be what they'll have to run on when we roll up on the presidential. Uh, somebody's um, got some audio playing somewhere. Yeah, I don't know what that is. What is it? Oh, it's sorry. All right, Jerry's fixing that. No, what happened was, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, the Yankees won. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. uh, the Yankees are going go. to the uh, playoffs. Oh, so, uh, I mean, to the uh, American League Championship Series, they'd be it's Cleveland. Shocking. I'm sorry. That just came through. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Hey, uh, back to uh, <laughs> politics, Jerry. Yes. And we, yeah. We talk I'm about sorry. this. There, there has been, uh, well, we've done a number of shows in which we've discussed the fact that Jerry, for people who don't know, was mayor of Cincinnati, a city council member as well ran for governor, was a newsman, et cetera. So he's got this pretty full life in public policy and things associated with that. And uh, I saw a show over the weekend, and my wife and I have seen it other times, in the city of Cincinnati that made me think of you as mayor, because although this thing I'm going to describe was initiated really by artists, but it's the kind of thing that would that happened the kind of thing that happened under uh, Jerry Springer's time as a politician in Cincinnati, because it was creative and lively and involved the city. And that's a thing in Cincinnati called Blink. And it's ingenious. And it started out a bunch of years ago, and it's now grown. And it's probably getting picked up in other cities. Uh, I think it may have started in Cincinnati. It may have started in Europe. Uh, to be honest, I don't know the history. I think it was Here, Edinburgh, Gene. I think yeah, it was Edinburgh, over, maybe. Uh, I here, think it was. Here's what it is in, in, a, in a thumbnail. It's remarkable. Artists 
who have the technological skills with lights and computers, some very sophisticated computer programs, create something on a, let's say a laptop screen or a larger computer. And then that then drives some gear, which they'll take to a street corner in a city with sometimes projectors that can project imagery on the whole side of the building. This year's innovation was they brought in drones and they were projecting things that could move the art exhibit and the light shows to one could be in one ran for four nights. It could be in one neighborhood or one part of the down the urban area on uh, one night. Now on the following night it could be somewhere else. And this thing called Blink brought, we were there on Thursday night, the first of four nights. And I got to tell you, there are, I have never, and I was telling other people that I saw in the downtown area, people I was, I've never seen at nighttime, the city, the urban area, all the way from very working class and poor neighborhoods, uh, all the way down to the business center, all the way down to where the stadium, the, the Bengal stadium, the red stadiums are, uh, Man, it was just full of people at nine and ten o'clock at night. Which for, cool. which for downtown Cincinnati, you don't see anymore. No, like, no, it's and that's the point. It's like yeah, Jer oh when God, Jerry amazing. was mayor, there were so many. I mean, he was introducing, and I think that's why he brought up so many fun cultural things with the showers. <laughs> what was the the stadium concert? You brought rock and roll back to Cincinnati. Yeah, we had a uh, the first out city sponsored outdoor concert. Yeah, in August of seventy eight. It was the Eagles, Eddie Money, and the Steve Miller Band. And <laughs> so and it was incredibly received. It was seen as being yeah. very innovative, and, uh, and Blink is really it, it's just gorgeous. And we didn't get to go this year. I saw some of my friends post stuff on Facebook, um, but yeah, it is the. the it's so exciting. We were very pumped when we heard it was coming back this year. And Jerry, let, let me jump to uh, the city you live in. Most of the time is Sarasota. It's a great yeah. city. You know, uh, it's great. It, it's creative and changing yep. and youthful. Um, I don't know. I was just wondering. Uh, we all on the staff here are wondering. And they had some <laughs> pretty high level meetings about it. And uh, <laughs> talked to some political. There scientists. has never, ever Ever in the eight <laughs> years of doing the podcast, has there ever been a meeting? A high level meeting at that. There is no high level. <laughs> we got Gene. That's, that's, I oh, get Jean. told when oh, to wait, log wait, in. Wait, look at the people can't see Gene's face. <laughs> Are you telling me that these meetings that I am fully aware of i've got notes are in my head alone yes. i think so well there's something in your head that's a there plus <laughs> anyway so we all were like wondering that. and the other day at the meeting we had uh, some high level <laughs> strategists on a zoom call with us. do you have one more in you i mean could you uh, rise up and run for let's say mayor of sarasota uh hmm. Actually, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, what I love about actually what, what we love about living here in Sarasota is I, I don't have to be a public person. In other words, yeah. it's it's just a normal 
neighborhood life. And it, and that's kind of cool because, you know. Well, I heard Mickey pulled of Giselle, Giselle Budson and she said, if you went back to work one more time, she was going to divorce you. So you and Brady are in the oh, same. Right. Except I'm making a different decision. I'm staying <laughs> with my partner. Well, you listened to your wife. That nitwit yeah. went back to play yeah. football. Yeah. How, how did that turn out, Tom? Not, not good for you, buddy. Yeah. Talk about having a bad year. Oh, my God. Oh. I wonder what would happen, though, in Sarasota, that first of all, if it got out that Jerry Springer was going to run for mayor of Sarasota, uh, people would not be shocked. I mean, no. I'm not, I don't know how you would do. Who is the mayor? Well, let's just test this real quick. Oh, fast no, don't on. ask me those questions. <laughs> well, who is the mayor of no. the state of Florida? Well, what what happens is every year it changes. It does? In other words, yeah, it, it's okay. passed around. They don't have a strong mayor system here at all. all. Right. So okay. it's one of the council members. Uh, gotcha. It takes over as mayor, so it's not like a strong mayor system. What would be an easy lift for you then? If they had a dictatorship system, uh, you know, I'd raise my you hand. You might consider it, yeah. I think I'd be a very nice dictator. <laughs> you know? Very benevolent. Yeah, a benevolent, benevolent dictator. Thank you. Thank you. Before By the way, um, the heavy hitters are here, and they recognize that I would be a benevolent dictator. dictator. So yeah. oh, your yeah. uh, mayor is Eric Arroyo. Oh, right. There you go. Okay. Yes. You go. But you. they're one year. Yes, they rotate every year. Okay. Hey, All uh, right. before before we bring back the heavy hitters, Huntington, West Virginia, we love these guys. Uh, I wanted to do one last thing having to do with what Jerry spoke to in his commentary. And uh, my daughter, Lindsay, from Orlando, Florida, put me onto this in the last cycle two years ago, uh, which, you know, when the presidential election occurred. And I know it's happening this go round, and it wouldn't be hard for any of us. I don't have a website link here, but, you know, I can look it up. Anybody can. It's pretty easy. But you can help, you listeners can help turn out the vote in America for the cause you choose. Now, I happen to be a Democrat, so I would, if I was going to put out a website, it would be uh, pushing in that direction. But there could be somebody listening who is a Republican who can do the same. Both parties do it. And here's the point. I'm going to do this very quickly. The beauty of this, of this is, and, and those of us who have been involved in politics before, no, you have to go after either the persuadable voters, of which there are few, or, and this is the big one, to turn out your supporters. Right, Jerry? These are yep. always turnout elections with the, with the uh, striking down of Roe v. Wade. Democrats, for example, have a huge potential of a vote, big yes. enough that they could defy history yeah. and win the House and the Senate. I swear to God, the yeah. numbers are there. It is for lack of motivating registered voters to turn out on Election Day. So what is the role we can play? Well, the beauty is you join these efforts that are very scientific, and then you from the comfort of your home, your car, your office, wherever you are, dial into cell numbers 
of people in the key areas where the help is needed the most. If you're scientific about this, there are certain states where we must hold and win seats. There exactly. are certain congressional districts that are the ones that will determine control of the House. So you could be in Iowa calling into Ohio, or you could be from Spokane, Washington, calling into Baltimore, Maryland. The website that you hook up with, it's so simple. I've done it many, many times. You look at a screen. If you're working from a computer, it's really easy. And you're looking at a screen and it's got a phone number, a script, and you hit this button and it does the dialing for you. And if it answers, you say the script and then you move on to the next one. I beseech you, join this effort. It's the one thing we can do. All right. Great. Off the great. Thank you, Gene. That was great, Gene. Thank you. Yeah. And I All do right. think like going forward, just before we get back to our friends, the heavy hitters, I would like to have a conversation um, eventually about because as you were talking, Gene, I know how important that all is, how in this day and age with cell phones and all that kind of stuff, how um, impactful are the phone calls? Um, I, you know, like, I think that it would be interesting to like, look at that um, from a podcast perspective in the next, you know, couple of weeks. Or sure, sure. Because, it has because, been in, in the science. And by the way, and I think Jerry, you majored in college, if my memory of, is right of what you told me, you were at the undergraduate level of political science major. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. That's All right. right. So in college, a lot of men and women study political science. It oh, yeah. is, in fact, a science. So they answer your yeah. question, whether it's direct mail, phone calls, texting, TV commercials, door knocking, special events. I just named five elements of what would be called a field operation. The TV yeah. commercials aren't, but the others yeah. are. They are all effective and they are all somewhat ineffective, but you have to make phone calls. You yep. have to door knock. You yep. have to send out direct mail. So the answer is uh, political scientists have deemed that, yes, this is worth doing. This is not cool. just some... Uh, idiot like me with an idea at my home of let's do this in this district. Now, this is controlled both by Republican Party, Democratic Party at the highest level. We need people to phone call. So I go check that out. And you said that's turn out the vote. And what was that website again, Gene? Well, I don't have a website this go round, but I tell you how I got in. That's my bad. But I can tell people what to do. If you well, you can do several things. One, you could call your local political party headquarters, that's a phone call. They're all, they're probably working tonight. They're working constantly and say, hey, I want to do some phone calling, hook me in. You could go on uh, Google and say, uh, you know, get out the vote, phone calls for Democrats and boom, they'll pop up. There's probably more than one. It might be the so-called coordinated committee in your state. It might be at a more national level. They're all good. They're they're all legit. And you could do the same on the other side if you're uh, uh, of the other party. So, again, the other persuasion, as we say. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Gene. That's very, very good information. And again, we urge you to do that. Um, But as we said at the beginning of our show, we have back our friends, the heavy hitters. Hey, guys. Welcome back. (laughs) 
All right, you guys, once again, for <laughs> folks that didn't get to listen to our first adventure with them, they are from Huntington, Huntington, West Virginia. And we have with us this evening, Pharaoh Keys and John Solo. Yes, sir. Yeah, All right, guys, yeah. tell me about these names, because I know that John Solo is just a nerd name. So tell yes. me <laughs> about Pharaoh Keys. <laughs> All right, so I, I came up with this because a lot of my idols in the jazz world have these names like Duke Ellington. Oh yeah. Count Basie. Uh Ellis Marcellus had a nickname. I can't remember it. And Herbie Hancock had a nickname. Or and they used or he used to have a he had a stage name before he was Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock, yeah. So I wanted to come up with one that would live on after I Pharaoh Keys. That's awesome. So yeah, so yeah. Pharaoh Keys. And what about John Solo? Where did you I mean obviously it's it's it's, it's, it's harking into obvious. Han, but like so but what made you choose that out of everything? I, I think he is a good representation of my attitude toward life towards life. Yeah. Um a ruffian who yes. <laughs> has a good heart. I mean, <laughs> I go uh I've been referred to as the bad boy of funk in some cases, but that's not yes. a bad title to have, yeah. my friend. <laughs> but it, it's it's because I think it's it's close to who I actually am as a yeah. person. Mm. That's so. very, very cool. Yeah. And we talked last time um, about how you guys came together, but it was essentially just a campus thing and you guys met and started yeah. working together. Um, and we talked about YouTube. You said there are actually five other folks that play with you on the yes. regular. So let's talk about them a little bit and uh, tell us about where are you playing live now? Yes, we are. We uh, what last week we had a show in our own state of Charleston. Uh, well, in our own. In our state, in the I was going to let it Charleston. go, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I caught it afterwards, and my brain was like, "Hold on, that's not right. Yeah. That's not right at all." Um, but before well, you, that, we, go go ahead. No, you're just a bad boy. That's all. I mean, <laughs> I try. Jerry, to be here. Jerry totally sympathizes with the bad boy lifestyle. Well, yeah. Let me tell you, yeah. we'll get along. Yeah. Just a glow in the park. Oh yeah, yeah. Very bad. He uh, stayed up till nine o'clock tonight. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hey, me too. Me too, man. I I'd be on the couch. We did that right now. So. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. We did glow in the park in, in Charleston. Uh, we're playing uh, Tomcat Bourbons and Brews in Ashland uh, Friday, and then we're playing Voodoo Fest. It's the second year they're having it. Um, was it uh, October twenty eighth? Yes, but yeah. Um, it's a big Halloween party. It's going to be sure, here in yeah. Huntington. Um, it's also Ooh, on the yes. on the tail end of uh Marshall's homecoming. So it's gonna be it's gonna You're be gonna have a crowd, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be very cool. So tonight the song that you are gonna play for us is called wait a second, I have it. Where did it go? 90 degrees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so tell me about 90 degrees. Sorry, I, I write a lot and I had to flip back. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, so in, initially when I so I was trying to work on some like individual stuff just because I wanted to do just some individual stuff for me and uh, and this is John I, talking right now so just yeah so our listeners yeah. know. just so you know <laughs> uh, it's John Solo in case you didn't know so okay, um, yeah. but uh so the song is called 90 degrees and um, I actually wrote 
entirely different music for it but my brother uh, who also plays in the band his name is uh alex young but we call him alex four bills young um but he had a bass line so we put it together and it it ended up working out and it ended up sounding great uh give us the names real quick uh of everybody in the band and then i'm sorry just so we can give them the credit oh yeah so uh we have john solo Pharaoh Keys, we have Michael Figueroa Fig, uh, we have Alex Fobills Young, and then we have Tony Scott on the drums. Uh, we have a couple of different drummers, but that's yeah. so neither here or there. The one you see in this video, his name is GT though. Um, right. He he is great on the drums as well, and Tony is great on the drums. We for some reason we've lucked out and had two great drummers that can help us out. So yeah, very cool. All right, once again, this is the Heavy Hitters with 90 Degrees.
my thank you. Thank you. Great. Honestly, <laughs> just great. Sexy music. I like that. <laughs> that was good. You stuff. better watch. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. That's great. All hey, right. I'll show see. you what the bad boy means. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have I'll- the heavy hitters. <laughs> Thank y'all for having us. For yeah, real. thank you, thank you all for oh, having thank us. You for doing Absolutely, absolutely. No, was, you guys are great. It was great meeting you all. Actually, it was yeah. Likewise, especially yep. you, Jerry. Idolized yep. you my whole life. You poor <laughs> thing, but thank Take you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Your show thank is what you. caused the bad boy. Of yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all I the credit. It comes back to Jerry. Yeah. I feel like I am the father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, while you are checking out these fantastically talented guys, the heavy hitters, please make sure that you are checking out our website as well. We have this guy named Jerry Springer. He's pretty good at what he does, and people like to listen to what he says. So make sure that you are sharing it with your family and friends. Give us a like on Facebook. Give us a like on on Spotify, and we will be back with you next week. Uh, Jerry is going to take you out just in time for Halloween with Spooky Fox. With down by the riverside. One, two, three, four. I'm gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. I'm gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Ain't gonna study war no more. I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I gotta lay down my sword and shield Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I ain't gonna study war no more Ain't gonna study war no more Ain't gonna study war no more Yeah, we don't yeah, see yeah. that on the Zoom. Good job. Yeah,